Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me at box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. And also check out our growing YouTube archive at youtube.greatdetectives.net. Our listener support campaign continues and we're focusing on one-time donations. Uh, we do uh, encourage you still to support us at Patreon page, patreon.greatdetectives.net. But if you send along a one-time donation at support.greatdetectives.net, detectives.net with a donation of $20 or more we'll send you one of uh, several ebooks available including Slime Incorporated All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo and All I Needed to Know I Learned from Dragnet and with a donation of $25 or more, we can send along additional thank you gifts. Among the options we do have at the $50 level, if you've enjoyed our Summer of Bogart series, then we have a whole lot of great Bogart uh, DVDs that we'll happily send you with a donation of $50 or more. Among the options we have are Casablanca, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, African Queen, and To Have and Have Not. We also have a DVD collection that includes both The Big Sleep and The Maltese Falcon, with The Postman Rings Twice and Dial M for Murder thrown in for good measure. And all four films on DVD will come to you with a donation of $50 or more. If television's more your style, we also have the... Uh, complete Emma Peel mega set of all of the Avenger episodes featuring Emma Peel from the 1960s TV hit. 51 episodes, and we will send that to you with a donation of $100 or more. U.S. or Canada only place. Full list of available thank you gifts at support.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Richard Diamond. The original air date on this one is... November 15th, 1950, and this one is The Mona Lisa Murder. Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Diamond Detective Agency, murders are better than ever. Mr. Diamond. I stand condemned. Uh, my name is Arnold Bryce. I'm an art collector. Well, unless you're looking for empty beer bottles, I'm afraid you have the wrong man. You're a detective, aren't you? That's right. Well, then you're the man I want. How soon can you come over to my home? Well, that depends on two things, where you live and what you want me for. I live at 9607 Riverside Drive, but I'd rather tell you the nature of your assignment in person, if you don't mind. Well, that suits me, but my fee is 100 a day in expenses. Still want me to come over? Money is no object, Mr. Diamond. Please hurry. Yes? Uh, my name's Diamond. I'd like to see Mr. Bryce. Mr. Arnold Bryce? That's right. Well, come in, sir. Thank you. Mr. Bryce is busy with an art dealer in the library, sir. You can wait in the gallery. The gallery? The art gallery. This way, sir. He led me down the hall and into a room that looked like it was once a den. There was a piano in the room, and hanging over the fireplace was a large painting of the Mona Lisa. 
The other three walls were all covered with pictures, too. This, I took it, was the gallery. Just make yourself comfortable, sir. I'll tell Mr. Brasher here when he's finished. Thank you. Beautiful room, isn't it? Hmm? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Lots of paintings. I didn't mean the paintings. I meant the room. Oh, I take it you don't like the art? No, sir. I only appreciate what I can see in a picture. This room used to be a study until Mr. Arnold Bryce came. And who had it before? Mr. Jasper Bryce. He died two months ago and left this house to Mr. Arnold. Well, I must get on with my work, sir. The butler gave a disgusted look at the paintings and took his leave. Come to think of it, I agreed with the old boy. Most of the paintings were what is called modern, which is sort of a nasty poke at the present period. Hi there. If you're a burglar, just help yourself. Take them all if you want to. Well, I didn't know I had company. That's because you're not a very good burglar. You should be more careful. You, no doubt, are the local police force. <laughs> no, I won't turn you in. I... Oh... What's used? Used to be I could joke. Used to be I liked to joke. Now it's no fun. Who are you, really? What do you want here? Can I fix you a drink? Hey, that's a lot of questions for a little girl. Little girl. <laughs> she staggered over to a couch and sat down while I took a good look at her. Beautiful is a word thrown around a lot these days, but it could only describe her. She had soft brown hair, big brown eyes, with a sort of a pleading look about them. She was wearing a pair of lounging pajamas, but her figure was nothing to speak of. When you found one like this, you kept the news to yourself. Ugly. What's that? I said ugly. Oh. Meaning those pictures. You like pictures? Oh, you look like the type who would like pictures. Well, I'm flattered. Look at that one. You ever see such a myth? That's night chasing away the morning in September. Well, you could have fooled me. That's my husband's favorite. You a friend of my husband? No. Neither am I. All he does is buy paintings. He's a nut about paintings. He should have married one. You must be Mrs. Bryce. I must be. Then that's life. Oh, who'd you say you were? I didn't, but the name's Diamond. My name's Della. You know... Mr. Diamond, Mr. Bryce will see you now. Oh, get lost, Timothy. Mr. Diamond and I are just getting acquainted. But Mr. Bryce said... Mr. Bryce. Mr. Bryce. All right, you better go and see him, Mr... Diamond. My husband hates to be kept waiting. Me, I'd rather be alone anyway. I'm going to sit here till I figure out just why in Blaze's night is chasing morning away in September. I left Della Bryce staring at the picture and followed Timothy to the library. Inside, I met Mr. Arnold Bryce. He was a big man and looked old enough to be Della's father. On the desk lay another modern painting, and he sat admiring it like it was the deed to the Taj Mahal. Look at it, Diamond. Look at it. Uh, yes. Um... A masterpiece. Masterpiece. Well, it's original, all right. Of course. I buy nothing but originals. Can't stand copies. Can you? Well, I, I really haven't thought about it lately. I, uh, tell me, is this uh, masterpiece what you wanted to see me about? Oh, no, 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 no. Just thought you'd enjoy seeing it. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we've had our kick, suppose we get on to business. Fine, fine. Mr. Diamond... I'm number 34 on this city's social register. Do you follow me? No, I'm about six millionth. Please, sir, I'm very serious. Sorry. Now then, one in my position must be discreet. Divorce, heaven's knows, is scandal enough, but, well, to have a roust about for a wife, that I cannot tolerate. Heaven's no. I was married a little over six months ago, and 
to be frank, Mr. Diamond, my wife doesn't like me. Go on. That's all. I want to get rid of her. Uh, Mr. Bryce, I'm a detective, not an assassin. Of course, of course. I, I want you to help me find grounds for divorce. Oh. Well, a case like this can take a long while. And a hundred a day, that can add up to quite a bill. I hired you because I've heard you're the finest detective in New York. Oh, well, thanks for the flattery, but the fee is still a hundred a day. And I told you over the phone money meant nothing to me. Here. Here's a check I made out to you. It's for $500. That should serve as a retainer. Well, uh, yes, that's... Uh, well, I... Now then, we can get on with this. Uh, I think my wife is in love with another man. No. Yes. And I think that... <laughs> I keep forgetting these walls are soundproof. Uh, we've only lived in this house a few weeks. My Uncle Jasper left it to me. Yes, your butler told me. Uh, Timothy? Mm-hmm. Queer duck, Timothy. Uncle Jasper left me him, too. Oh. Well, uh, let's get back to your wife. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Diamond, when I married Bella, I thought we'd be well suited. She's very beautiful. And uh, guess where we met? I have no idea. In an art gallery. Naturally, I thought Bella would be an art lover like myself. I could just picture us sitting in front of the fire on cold winter evenings, gazing at my originals. Thrilling thought. Yes, but it wasn't to be. Bella deceived me. She hates my paintings. Well, it takes all kinds to make a world. Yes, but my world is art, Mr. Diamond, and Bella is no part of my world. I see, but that uh, hardly sounds like grounds for divorce, Mr. Bryce. Oh, I realize that, but maybe this is. You see, Bella used to date a boy named David Farp. Now she's been going out a lot lately, and I think she may be seeing him again. Mm-hmm. You think? Well, oh, I... Oh, I know it really may be nothing, but if she should be seeing him and we could prove it, wouldn't that be grounds? Well, uh, possibly. Yeah. Now, now this boy used to work for the Gorman department store, and if he's still in town, I want him watched. All right, I'll, uh, I'll check with the store and report to you later. Good, good. Timothy will show you out, Mr. Diamond. I left Mr. Arnold Bryce admiring the monstrosity he had purchased earlier. On the way out, I took another peek into the gallery to see if Della Bryce was still around. She wasn't. And then I noticed the Mona Lisa again. Somehow it seemed so out of place. I was staring at it when Timothy came up behind me. I see you admire the lady. Say, don't you ever make noise? Beautiful, isn't she? The Mona Lisa? Yes. Look at that face. The most lovely face in the world. I thought you didn't like art. Not what Mr. Bryce calls art. Only that picture. Do you know about it? Do I know about it? Oh, so many things. It really has a colorful history. Da Vinci painted her over 400 years ago. No. Yes. Zenobe del Giocondo's wife posed for Leonardo four years before it was finished. My, my. Everyone loves it. Francis I of France paid 4,000 golden florins for it. You really know the facts, huh? Oh, yes, sir. I've read many books about La Gioconda's history. I come here often and just stared into her face. Do you know that men have stared into the mystery of that face and then killed themselves? You don't say. Yes. But I'm probably boring you this way, sir. He took a last tender look at the picture and then led the way to the door. It was a crazy house full of crazy people and felt good to be outside again. The job I had was strictly routine, but as long as Bryce paid for my services, he'd get them. I took off for lunch, then went to the Gorm department store to find David Tharp. 
There I found Thart, had joined the Army six weeks ago and was now stationed in California. That meant that Bryce's suspicions about his wife were unfounded, at least as far as Tharp was concerned. Let me speak to Mr. Bryce. Who's this? Oh, that worn-out voice sounds familiar. Walt? Yeah, is this Diamond? Yeah, but what are you doing there? Or did I dial the wrong number? You calling Arnold Bryce, Rick? That's right. Then you have the right number. Was he a client of yours? Uh-oh. I don't like the way you said was. You guessed it. Better get over here, Rick. Arnold Bryce has been murdered. <laughs> In my pocket was a check for $500, signed by one Arnold Bryce. This same Arnold Bryce was now dead, according to Lieutenant Walt Levinson, who was very reliable in these matters. I took a cab to the Bryce home on Riverside Drive. Timothy, the tall, gaunt butler, again let me in. His expression hadn't changed since I'd seen him earlier. Well, Timothy, a lot of excitement around here, huh? Yes, sir. The police are in the gallery. So is Mr. Arnold's body... Gruesome sight. Rick. Hello, Walt. He's in there. Want to have a look at him? Why not? The boys in the lab are all finished. There. There he is. Hmm. Head bashed then, huh? Coroner says he's been dead for about two hours. That place is the time of the murder around noon. Found the murder weapon? No. Figured it must be the missing poker from this fireplace set. Got the boys upstairs now looking for it. Who found the body, Walt? Mrs. Bryce. Otis is in the library now, taking your statement. What's your angle in this? Well, uh, Bryce hired me for some stock investigating. He was thinking of divorcing his wife. Well, at last we've got a motive. She finds out he's getting rid of her and knocks him off. Uh, maybe. Who else was in the house? Just the butler, the maid, and Mrs. Bryce. Otis is sure the butler did it. Been reading murder mysteries again. No. How about visitors? Anyone come to see Bryce around noon? No, apparently not. Looks like an inside job, Rick. We've got three suspects, and all we can do is grill them till one of them breaks down. So we might as well start on the wife. Mind if I sit in? No. Come on. We left the gallery and walked down to the library. Inside sat Della Bryce, patiently answering the questions of that master detective, that super sleuth, Sergeant Otis Loveloon. Hello, Lieutenant. I got a statement down on paper, and I'm asking some questions on my own. She's a... Uh... Oh, Diamond. Don't look so happy, Otis. Hello, Mrs. Bryce. Well, you come back. That man, Lieutenant, he's the one who saw my husband earlier. Yes, we know that, Mrs. Bryce. This is Richard Diamond. He's a private detective. Oh. Well, what would Arnold want with a private detective? It seems he was planning to divorce you. Or didn't you know that yet? Divorce me? <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> You want to tell us the joke, too, Mrs. Bryce? Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> oh, come now. Maybe it's Otis, Walt. After all, she's been looking at that face of his for an hour. Can you blame her? Hey, I heard that. Oh, I'm sorry, but that just struck me funny. That worm of a husband was going to divorce me. Well, I've already talked to a lawyer about getting rid of him. I take it you and Mr. Bryce didn't get along? You said it. I married Arnold because I thought it'd be fun to have a big home and a nice car... All those things money can buy. Go on. Well, the money part was okay, but Arnold. Well, a girl can only take so much. It's a nice, respectful way to speak of the dead. All right, so he's dead. So now I get all that money and don't have to put up with Arnold. I should cry? 
Maybe a jury will think you picked up a poker in order to get that money. Now, look. Just because I'm not crying and moaning about how much I loved Arnold doesn't mean I killed him. I didn't. We'll decide that. And will you please tell this baboon to stop asking me questions another hour and here with him and I'd confess to anything? Good old Otis, the traveling third degree. Now, look, Shamus. Take it easy, Otis. Now, Mrs. Bryce, you say you were upstairs fixing your hair around noon? That's right. What about your lunch? Don't you eat? I'm on a diet. Look, it's all there in my statement. Around one o'clock, I came downstairs and found the body. I called the police, and that's all I know. Well, then, if you're innocent, you won't object to answering questions. So, make yourself comfortable. Walt kept asking questions, and Della kept answering them. Half an hour later, Walt was getting tired. Della was getting tired, and I was already tired. Grilling a suspect is the most boring thing in the world, and it was a relief when Walt sent the girl upstairs. Otis, you see that she goes to her room and then bring that maid in here. Right, Lieutenant. Well, Rick, what do you think? I think she's innocent, Walt. Oh, you do? And why? Because she leaves herself wide open. She admits she's glad the guy's dead. So maybe that's all a front to throw suspicion off her. She makes everything point toward her, and she thinks we'll figure she couldn't be that dumb. Mm, maybe, but uh, I don't think so. I think Otis was right. Huh? What are you talking about? Well, you said he thought the butler did it. So do I. Rick, I'm in no mood for jokes. Look, Walt, the guy was bashed in the head, right? The top of the head. Now, Bryce is close to six feet tall. So is Timothy. Della's too short. She couldn't hit him on top of the head unless you stood on a ladder. Yeah, thought of that. But you can't convict a guy because he's tall enough to hit Bryce on top of the head. Besides, maybe Bryce stooped over to tie a shoelace. Any number of reasons. Mm, maybe, maybe. But I, I still bet Timothy killed him. Okay, Sherlock. Tell me one more thing. Why? Why did he kill him? He'd only worked for him two weeks. No money's missing. Where's the motive? I'm not sure, Walt. But I think it's in a picture. Huh? Oh, now, Rick. Walt, when I was here earlier, I talked to Timothy in the art gallery. We talked about the Mona Lisa. Well, what about it? He knew everything about it. A lot of its history. Now, here's a guy who hates all these paintings around but one. The Mona Lisa. But what's it doing here? What's what doing here? The Mona Lisa. Bryce told me himself he only collected originals. But the Mona Lisa hangs in the Louvre in France. That picture over the fireplace is only a copy, and Bryce hated copies. Go on. That's all. I don't know exactly why or how all this happened. I only know things don't add up. Timothy's admiration for that one painting and what's it doing here. Hmm. Somewhere in there you think there's a murder motive. Why not? Sure, Della might have killed him for the money. That's a nice big fat motive. But, Walt, how many murders have big fat motives? Darn few. Yeah, you're right there. A girl kills her sister because she called her fatty. A man shoots his wife for nagging. A woman poisons her neighbor for gossiping. A lot of little things can turn a twisted mind into a murderous mind. Okay, okay. But this picture angle doesn't impress me. Where's the motive? Even a small one. I can't... Here's the maid, Lieutenant. In here, miss. Oh, Lieutenant, I am so sorry about this thing. I am feeling to cry. Please, you can't think I have anything to do with it. I hardly know, Mr. Ryan. Uh, just sit down, miss. We just want you to answer some questions. I don't be frightened, dear. We... We don't think you killed Mr. Bryce, but you might help us find out who did. Oh, well, I'm glad to help. Good. Now, uh, how long have you worked here? Oh, well, let me see. It has been, uh, uh, five years. Uh, five years they have been here. He worked for Mr. Bryce's uncle. Then when he died, I stay on. Oh, 
And Timothy, how long has he worked here? Oh, yes, my Timothy has been here all his life. He has told me about it. His father worked for the old Mr. Jasper Bryce and his mother, too. Timothy, he grew up in that house. Then when his father died, he'd take over his job. I see. Now, uh, about the young Mr. Bryce, Arnold. Was he easy to get along with? Well, you don't know him so well, but they have no trouble with him. Timothy does not agree with him at times, but they have no trouble. Timothy doesn't agree with him? What do you mean? Well, Mr. Arnold changed a lot of things. New furniture and such. Timothy thinks they look better where they have always been. Yes, this morning they argue. Mr. Bryce phoned Timothy to get rid of something, but they do not remember what it is. Oh. Then one more question. The room with all the paintings. Do you remember that room before Mr. Arnold Bryce came here? Oh, yeah. It used to clean there. But there was not all the paintings there then. No painting? Uh, not all there is now. Just the one. The painting of the pretty lady. The Mona Lisa. The, what did you say? The Mona Lisa. Yeah, that's it. That is what Timothy and Mr. Bryce was having words about this morning. The Mona... Uh, Mona Lisa. That was it. I looked at Walt and I could see that he was interested. Now there was a motive. Oh, not the big headline motive, just the kind you'll read on page six of your local paper. The kind of story that usually says the murderer is now undergoing sanity tests. Otis showed the maid out, left Walt and me with our little brains racing a mile a minute. I don't know. We still haven't got anything to convict him. Walt, he's a psycho, that's for sure. Now, the way I see it, he's crazy about that one picture. He grew up in the house. Maybe it means something to him. Then in comes Bryce with all his modern junk and orders Timothy to get rid of the Mona Lisa. Yeah, Timmy argues and Bryce insists. They were both in the library, so maybe Bryce was even going to take it down himself. Well, it could be. Then our boy gets mad, grabs the nearest thing, which happened to be the poker. Okay, so it fits. We have a theory. But we still need one thing to convict him. A confession. Yeah. Maybe we can use the Mona Lisa. What? He killed for it. He may talk for it. I outlined my plan to Walt. Timothy was a psychopathic... And I knew we'd have to get him in the right kind of mood. Walt agreed with the plan, and we headed for the gallery. They had removed Bryce's body from the room, and only a deep red spot in the carpet was left. Walt went looking for Timothy, and I moved over to the piano. In here, Timothy. Oh, hello, Rick. Hi, Walt. Just thought I'd pass the time at the piano. It's all right. Just sit down, Timothy. I want you to wait here where I can locate you. I want to question you later. Yes, sir. I'll call you if I need you, Rick. Okay, Walt. My playing bother you, Timothy? Uh, not at all, sir. I like music. Oh, me too. You know, that painting up there reminds me of a song I heard not long ago. Pretty thing. Went like this. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile. Is it only cause you're lonely they have blamed you? For that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile. I watched him carefully as I sang. At first he stared at me with a strange look in his eye, but gradually he settled back in his chair and listened to the words. His eyes rested on the beautiful painting over the mantelpiece. This was the mood I'd wanted. 
Many dreams have been brought to your doorstep. They just lie there, and they die there. Are you warm? Are you real, Mona Lisa? Just a cold and lonely, lovely work of art. Well, did you like that? Hey, Timothy. Hey. Huh? Oh, the song is very beautiful. It's fitting of her. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'd better stop fooling around at the piano and do what I came here for. His eyes were on me as I got up from the piano bench and walked over to the fireplace. I tried not to look at him as I reached up for the picture, but I heard him jump from his chair. What are you doing? Leave that alone. Well, I'm sorry, friend, but Mrs. Bryce is all upset about her husband's death. She asked me if I wouldn't carry out his last wish and get rid of this. Clut us up the other pictures, you know. Leave it alone. Take the others, but leave that alone. Sorry, but out it goes to the trash pile. No, it belongs here. The living part of this house... Put it down, I said. Put it down! I warned you. Now, now, Timothy, take it easy. Put on that shovel. When you put down the picture. Oh, and if I don't, you'll swing that shovel at me just the way you swung a poker at Bryce. He was an idiot. Throw it out, he said. Throw it out and leave that other trash on the walls. Now you. You want to throw it out, too? No. No, give me that painting. All right, Timothy, you've got it. Rick, are you all right? Yeah. See how Timothy is. He'll come around. You heard from the door? Yeah, enough. Imagine. All this over a picture of a dame. Richard Diamond, Private Detective, stars Dick Powell in the title role. It was written by Blake Edwards with music composed and conducted by Frank Worth. This is Bill Foreman speaking. Richard Diamond, Private Detective, is transcribed in Hollywood by Jaime Del Valle. Richard Diamond, Private Detective, has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. This is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site where we put out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old-Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. The first time I really heard on one of these detective programs where uh, the singing the song actually has something to do with solving the case. Even if it's that odd thing where you're singing the song to set the stage for the uh, confession. To be honest, this story feels like it was kind of written for the Mona Lisa song. 
uh, rather than they had the story and they decided to throw the Mona Lisa song in. Mona Lisa was a huge hit. It was in uh, the film Captain Carey USA, and it actually won the Best Song Award. Uh, listeners heard Captain Carey USA probably a couple of times. We played it once as a special, and then again as a listener support special. Uh, our version had Charlton Heston in it. The film had Alan Ladd. The uh, radio version didn't actually include Mona Lisa because it wasn't particularly relevant to the plot but was just a pretty song. That plus it was 1955, and uh, radio was cutting back, and I think it was probably an issue of rights and paying for the right to use the song as well. Now, the plot in this episode was a bit far-fetched. Um, I think uh, the butler could have just, instead of throwing out the replica painting, just gone ahead and rolled it up and taken it to his room. But then again, having him be a bit of a psycho kind of covers that just a little bit. All right, well, listener comments and feedback now. And now we have a comment from Lisa, who, uh, and I'm sorry I've not gotten to this. It just seems like every time I record Richard Diamond, I forget that this is there. But she had a comment says, uh, June Foray has passed away. I wonder which Richard Diamond show she was on. Uh, well, Lisa, first of all, I should highlight the uh, passing of June Foray, such a great voice actress. Really, I think for those who know her, she's best known as the voice of Rocky the Flying Squirrel. But she had a tremendous voice acting career that did include quite a bit of radio, more than 100 appearances documented by the Radio Gold Index. And, unfortunately, none of them were appearances in Richard Diamond. Most of her work was in more comedic and musical programs. But she did appear in an episode of Let George Do It, though that was one that was trying to be more of a comedy. And she was in Notbeat a few weeks ago. We will be able to hear Miss Foray in a few months on a Rocky Fortune. But, unfortunately, no episodes of Richard Diamond. Speaking of Richard Diamond... Uh, we will not have enough episodes of Richard Diamond to make it all the way through next season. So we have the question of what series will replace Richard Diamond. And here's the answer. Time now for Rocky Jordan. So next season, when we finish up, Richard Diamond will be getting into Rocky Jordan. And this is a series that you guys have been asking for for a long time, and I'm really eager to bring it to you. It's definitely got a very unique twist. And if I don't miscalculate, I believe we should be done with Rocky Fortune before we get into Rocky Jordan. Because having two series with Rocky in them at the same time might be confusing. All right, well, that will do it for today. A reminder, our listener support campaign continues. And one item that we do have, and this is either for a donation of $50 or $100, is a Radio Archives gift certificate. Radio Archives really does a great job. They have very high-quality old-time radio sets. They also have uh, old-time radio audiobooks. Like they have a collection, an anthology of short stories based on both uh, Box 13 and Nightbeat. Uh, they have dramatizations of pulp fiction books, including The Spider and The Black Bat. 
as well as actual pulp reprints. So for a donation of either $50 or $100, we'll give you a gift certificate uh, there. $50 is enough to get one of their smaller uh, old-time radio box sets. The $100 is enough for one of the larger ones but if you buy them as downloads. But it's up to you. Just have that in that with that donation of $50 or $100. Uh, also, we have our identification badges for several uh Great TV uh, detectives, a donation of $50 or more. First come, first serve basis. All right, well, that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Boston Blackie. And then next Wednesday, it's another episode of Richard Dom. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.